welcome to episode 102 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Logan, and this week I am joined by Carlos. Konnichiwa. Kyubei. Herote! Oh, boy. And the very special group watch guest, Jeff. Hey! Welcome! Hey! First time I get introduced in a podcast, over a hundred. It took us over a (laughs) hundred. That's not true. That's not true. Maybe it's true. It might be true. Because I think we only do intros when you're not there. Yeah, you know, I have to wonder, like... I, I, I doubt we have like the kind of like you know crazy like trivia type listeners who could tell us like everything we've said at different episodes. But have we ever done one where like me or Logan introduced Jeff? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think it's ever yeah, happened. Well, I feel honored, honestly. <laughs> I'm glad I was here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> momentous occasion. It's a moment. <laughs> a moment in anime arcade history. So, yeah, this is my first group watch. Not the first time I've joined you guys for the group watch uh, and watched along, but the first time I've been able to join you guys for the cast. So I'm happy to be here, and um, I think this was a really good show for it. It's been a... Uh, Scrap Princess was a fun one to watch. Yeah. So anything with substance is a good show for a, uh, a group watch review. Mm. Especially since it's a show that you love. So uh, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Nostalgia going on. This one took Carlos. Is this your first pick that was chosen? Yes. I feel like this was the first yeah, anime this, that you this, picked. This is the first nomination I put up for the group watch that was chosen. So no one's had any pick twice yet. So uh, you're getting really close. <laughs> Don't tease me. <laughs> so you know my thoughts on our current list. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we definitely have uh, a lot to talk about and a lot to look forward to. So. Um, with that, uh, please enjoy our review. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spoiler cast, by the way, if you haven't seen Scrap Princess, (laughs) holy cow, do we spoil it? Yeah. Beware. Enjoy. haven't done any any other pulls Kipe, than like your original one in mid, uh, my, uh, my year I, record i did one with the uh the 10 10x ticket pack thing mm. uh for the 200 gems but since i got like three more two-star girls i figured i'll just work with this until homer comes out or you know someone else catches my eye Right, something that I might be willing to like do like multiple rolls for, because it does have the pity, guaranteed four star. So if if I can save up, uh, how many stones that would be, twenty five hundred stones, I'll be guaranteed a four star. That feels like so. It's is a four star? Uh, is a four star the max, or are there five stars in that game? 
You can, make uh, you can awaken a unit yeah. from four to five. Yeah. Cool. It starts Nobody out. Nobody starts a four. out as a five. Yeah. So, I, I'm probably going to save up as well. After I, I use the the guarantee or not the guaranteed the what do you call it the like gift um five hundred gems that they gave us on a couple yeah. rolls and I got a few three stars which I was pretty happy with um but when Logan said that tart is coming out I'm like <laughs> I I'm going to absolutely save up for tart because I love that manga series it'll be about eight months. So you have plenty of time to save. Plenty of time. Hopefully. I guess my other thing too is uh, until I actually feel like I'm running into like, difficulty problems where I feel like my team is weak, I really don't have the motivation to roll yet. Yeah. Plus, um, what do you call it? The uh, uh, like leveling people up early game is kind of a pain if you have multiple. Like I have multiple, and I'm kind of finding it uh, difficult to focus on one. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like I'm basically just juggling my, I think it's five girls that I actively use, hmm. or maybe six. So just swapping around between the four open slots because you have a friend slot. So you're kind of just juggling them around at whatever elements dictate, and it's been pretty smooth so far. I will say I'm I'm pretty happy that I did as many rolls as I did to because I can make almost entire teams of like one element or you know. Uh, That's pretty or, nice. Or the, so it's like it's nice to have that buffer, like especially for the um, I forget what the hell they're called, but there's like the missions for like the level up, uh, yeah, gems or whatever. Like it's nice to be able to do that. But other than that, yeah, I don't think I need anything else. So, but yeah, Ma- Magia record. If if <laughs> we we didn't say before uh the community not the whole community but you know a sizable portion of us have been kind of getting into it um and uh you can join us and get our friend codes and all that stuff if you join our discord but <laughs> we'll have more on that later and also that's not what you're here for today much as i would like to just keep discussing that game <laughs> it's it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, also, that kind of dates this episode, doesn't it? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I just realized when this is coming out. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because today we're not talking about um, stuff that happened in the past. Yes, totally the past. We're absolutely recording this at the proper time. Um, what do you call it? We're talking about uh, our latest group watch. Yay. Yay. Everyone's <laughs> so excited. Yeah. <laughs> also, to be fair, it's, this isn't usually the time that we record. Uh, so uh, apologies if we sound a little dead. Um, we're usually morning recorders. <laughs> which. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Kube, why don't you uh, tell the audience what will be broken down today? Yeah, so for a group watch, uh, we watched the anime, 2003 anime, Scrapped Princess from Studio Bones. Uh, uh, it's directed by Soichi Masui, who has an, an interesting list of shows, because he basically has like a 14, 15 year jump between directorial, 
uh, directorial credits between Scrap Princess and then Chaika and has gone on to do a Sakura Quest and Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Uh, the composition was done by Reiko Yoshida, who's done a lot of work, including uh, quite a bit for Kyo Annie. This includes uh, most, if not all, of Aria the Animation, uh, Bakuman, Girls of Panzer, Kaon, Violet Evergarden, Nanambiori, High School Fleet, Logan. Yes, my favorite. <laughs> uh, this was adapted not from a manga, but a novel series. Uh, I, th- I should have wrote down how many volumes that was. It was something was, short, right? It was like eight, I want to say. Eight? Between eight and ten. Depending on the size, I guess. That's that's pretty good. And this was recommended, or well, suggested by our very own Carlos. Yay! I finally got to watch it. It was uh, 13 volumes, 70, chapter, 70 chapters. Okay. 70 chapters in total? Total. Wow. That's, that's what uh, Minor Millis says. It's Either they have the, some, you know, ridiculously long chapters, or <laughs> eh, we don't know how long the books are. I mean, like, because you, if you know, if you ever go, hell, you don't even have to go to Japan. If you've ever seen like a Japanese light novel, they look really small, but there's a lot in there. Um, at least for me. Yeah. And granted, I I can't read Japanese very well. Um, so any amount really, like. A children's book is a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like well, to be fair, reading. I think, um, I mean, this there was, and we'll get to this, I'm sure, but there were times in the show where I think it felt a little rushed. So I think the, the novels obviously explain things a lot more in depth. And obviously with that many chapters, they had the time to do that. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's just, Go ahead and dive right in. I'm not going to go through all the characters, but this uh, show has, uh, well, we'll go through some of them, but um, this show has a lot of them. Um, it's a, I guess we'd call it a fantasy uh, yeah. <laughs> show. Uh-huh. Um, that's pro- pretty much the best. Uh, under my anime list, it's adventure, comedy, drama, fantasy, mecha, sci-fi, shonen. Comedy? Yeah, there were some good comedy beats in there. What do you mean, comedy? Most shows have some good comedy beats, but I wouldn't put it under the genre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure I'd put. Shonen. I don't think I, I'm not sure I'd put. I'd put Shonen under it, but no. Uh, uh, that's just someone with, who likes just tagging everything. Apparently, trying to too get many as, tags. Trying to get as much in, like trying to get it simplify it as much as possible so people watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we start off the show. Um, our main character's name is Pacifica Kasuul, uh, and when we are when we're introduced to these characters, they're kind of on the road, um, and we uh, I, I'm not sure how quickly it comes up, but we eventually find out uh, that Pacifica is what's called the Scrapped Princess. Uh, there's a prophecy behind her that if she reaches her 16th birthday, that the world as humanity knows it will come to an end. And so she, her, well, the, the king of the country, essentially her birth father, has ordered her death. 
However, she's still alive and now 15 years old traveling around with uh, her adoptive brother and sister, um, which is uh, Shannon and Raquel uh, Kasul. And we just kind of picked the story up. Like, I, I think that's one of the things I liked is it just picks it up right there. Like, we didn't really have to go through too much else. At least I don't remember too much else going on. It's just, here's what's going on. This is all you need to know right now, and we'll eventually get into the rest of it. Um, I think the first episode, too, like, our, our main... Like the, first, the first thing that happens is an assassin guy shows up yells you're the poison they'll destroy the world and promptly gets beaten up by by uh, shannon. shannon and yeah. raquel mm-hmm. well and the, the first episode too she gets kidnapped and yeah and we see raquel's power when she you know obliterates the church to, <laughs> to zap a guy um so so yeah like i think i think it starts off um well in that way in that it, it just kind of dumps you off in this world uh with um a kind of just the basics of what you need to know um as the story progresses uh we meet uh other characters i think first we meet uh Le- leopold or just leo, leo from here on out yeah um scorpus I, yeah Le- leopold scorpus well we find out his name later and why it's important briefly and then it never comes back up again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh uh Leo um is a knight in training. He's, you know, all into chivalry and and he's kind of the um uh like the young knight kind of uh, naive. Yeah, like the mold of that kind of character. Um and he he wants to meet this like veteran of of the knights or I forget what the knights were even called. There's like a, a an order the of the Amber knights. knights. There you go. Um and and he eventually meets uh meets him. His name's Doyle. Um and Doyle tells him, you know, chivalry's bullshit. The knights <laughs> are bullshit and you know. It it is it is a very cliche thing, but it, it works very well with um with this story because eventually I'm not even sure how many uh, episodes later, not not very long, but eventually Leo, Leo learns about um, the real world. Well, not just that, learns that because he also buys into the thought, uh, you know, that the the church, everything the church says, uh, the church of Mauser, that's the god of this world, um, that the the uh, Mauserite priests or whatever that, that have the, um, the revelations and stuff like that, that everything they say is right and the revelation that the scrap uh, scrap princess needs to die is you know true and all that kind of stuff so when he learns at pacifica this girl he's been traveling with is you know not evil or whatever his his whole world kind of turns upside down um but that's that's getting ahead of myself uh we learned that Doyle is the uh was the the knight who was tasked with killing Pacifica when she was a baby and he threw her off a gorge. <laughs> um not without hesitation but like it, uh, who cares you had hesitation you still threw a baby off a gorge. Um true. But he does he does end up leaving the knights uh and trying to live a peaceful life in penance or something like that. Yeah it seems like he just left be- almost because of that the way they kind of framed it. Is because of like how could there be justice in the world if he's asked to do such a terrible thing? Right. Kind of 
Knights aren't chivalrous. Um, after that, we meet uh, Winia, who is a she's I, I don't know how to say this like a host not a hostess. She she helps run like an inn that uh, Pacifica, Shannon, and Raquel end up at. Um, and uh, Winia doesn't really get a whole lot after this, but I really enjoyed her first episode. Uh, we get. The fact that Winia is, um, I want to say she's orphaned. Yeah, her parents were killed. Yeah, and so we have Winia, who's kind of like living her life in solitude, meeting Pacifica, and then for like, because Pacifica has, you know, a brother and sister, but, you know, they're always just kind of been like, well, ever since um, their parents died, uh, that's Pacifica, Shannon, and Raquel's parents died, they're pretty much really just her bodyguards um mm-hmm. so in this pacifica and winia have like kind of a uh a, like a friendship kind of moment and um they find out that they have similar circumstances but at different extremes uh because like pacifica obviously she's the scrap princess so she's got to like worry for her life and stuff like that whereas winia is alone too but on for for very different circumstances. Um, <laughs> uh, it's also when we first introduced to Mr. Soupy. That's very it. important yes. character. Yes. See, that's one of the things. Like, that's one of the <laughs> things I can't say I'd put comedy in this. Because, like, yes, other shows have comedy beats. But I don't think other shows handle comedy. Comedy breaks as well as this show does. And we'll get more into that. But, like, Mr. Soupy was always just like this stupid little thing that could make you chuckle like in the middle of like the either the really heavy stuff or the really what the fuck stuff um it's mostly funny how long it stuck around yeah, well, yes like <laughs> it was not expected all the way till the end <laughs> <laughs> all the way to the end uh <laughs> literally all the way to like, yes. the very end yes. very literally all the way to the end <laughs> uh but yeah I mean, we we were introduced to Mr. Soupy who is a a mascot that Leo Leo works for a bakery I want to say it's yeah, a, yeah it was a bakery and and the the owner of the bakery insists that he put on this mascot costume of this like doofy looking green dragon thing and like do like a little dance outside to gain customers and most people are like what the hell is that i'm not going in that store ever but the owner insists um and yeah. it, eventually he gets to keep the costume or something like that like it's that was his payment that's right that was like a severance <laughs> It's a severance pay. <laughs> yeah, because it started off with um, Pacifica wearing it because Raquel thought it was cute. That's uh, where she found the job because they needed money. But yeah, it eventually became Leo's job because Leo... All right, he'd already proposed to Pacifica at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, as soon as he met her, he proposed. Yeah. Yeah. As you do. As you do. Yeah. Um, this is also where we meet uh, Chris. <coughs> Chris is part of a like the, all they do all they call him is like he's part of the special forces of the kingdom and he's also looking for the scrap princess uh so he kidnaps uh winia in hopes to lure uh the scrap princess out and shannon and raquel uh and then very promptly the next episode he gets his ass handed to him by shannon <laughs> um so worst special forces guy honestly um 
but yeah, so she's saved, and right as she's saved, uh, we are we're introduced for the first time to the word peacemakers, um, and the peacemakers order what well, a peacemaker who we don't know the name of at this point orders a purge, and he does this weird thing where he like melts down like six of his priests or whatever, and uh, yeah, and. They never get back to how that's done ever again. Anyway, and he he creates this like black goo monster that like eats people in the town, uh, and so he unleashes it upon Winnie's town. <clears throat> and during the attack, we find out that peacemakers can, um, uh, essentially, they're which one is it? is it omniscience, where your word is law. Like where they say something and humans have to obey, um, and like that sounds right. That's how yeah. that's how they can control people essentially, um, and so we also find out. Well, we don't really find out, but we see at this point that, like, when pushed, Pacifica has the ability to break that control over people. We don't really know that's what's going on at the time, but that's what happens, um, and. They turn around and I don't know. Do they beat the, the black goo monster? I don't even remember how that. I mean, like when she, uh, when Pacifica kind of snaps, um, it freezes the blob and then Raquel blows it up and Shannon like cuts its core out or something, right? And kills it. Very JRPG, but yeah, <laughs> team, team fight mechanics. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> uh. So yeah, that that's the first time we're ever introduced to like a peacemaker or anything like that. Um but you know, just more and more we're building on people who are trying to to get to Pacifica uh to fulfill the prophecy or to stop the prophecy from being fulfilled. There we go. Um in the next episode, we have a character who becomes recurring <laughs> uh but not for a long while. This is uh uh Kidoff Gil- Gilot? I don't know how to say it. I Kidoff is his first name. Yeah. Um, he is a bard. And when we first meet him, he's another one of the, the people after, you know, he's he's more of like a bounty hunter type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's after Pacifica. Uh, and he has these. Um, this is kind of where we start to see. We, we start to get a hint of what this world is. He has what he calls bugs at his command with this little like it looks like a it looks like a loot keytar. Uh, <laughs> That's a good word for it. An electric loot key, uh, keytar. Yeah, an electric loot keytar. Um, and he, he uses it to control these bugs. And, uh, well, again, they're drones. They look like drones, like, you know, machines. But he calls them bugs as if they're insects. Um, and essentially, he, he tries to get at the group. And this is like at the point of the show where like Shannon and Raquel are super OP and Ra- yeah. Raquel just kind of whoops his ass. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, with with a de- with a defensive spell, which was even better. Yeah. Uh, Crush him with barrier. Yeah. Crush him. Uh, that actually reminded me. Those, um, I'm not sure if you remember this, uh, Jeff, but in uh, what was it? Uh, Goblin Slayer. They use that where they use like defensive magic to oh, like, yeah. for offensive purposes. I re- I I enjoy that when when uh, storytellers like 
write stuff like that in. Um, yeah. Clever use of mechanics. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's like when people break, break, you know, a, a game, like in a fun way, not in like a stupid, I just won the game by like skipping all this shit type of way. Anyway. Um, so Pacifica gets healed uh, because the bugs had poison, which, okay, poison, robotic bugs, whatever. Um, and I, I think in this, uh, the, in the, the follow-up episode, we get Doyle again. Uh, Doyle was with them when uh, they beat Keyed off. That's right. Right, right, right. So Doyle, Doyle, Doyle was helping out. Right. It was, it was, uh, the next episode was when we finally meet the very first, um, of the, uh, peace, peacemakers, peacemakers, Galil. Yeah. Galil. Um, and he kidnaps, uh, Shannon and Raquel. Um, and there's like a, a confrontation and we eventually get, uh, Zephyrus who, I what was her her uh, title again? Like she was some kind of she's a weapon, a dragoon. Drag, is it was it dragoon? At okay. least that's what it was in the dub. I don't know. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was the same. I, I just I didn't write it down. Uh, but yeah, she so she's a weapon uh, that can only like uh, like make a pact with certain kind of people, and we find out what kind of people that is later. Um, and essentially, she turns Shannon into a giant, uh, what do you call it? Like dragon mech. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, they, there's actually, a, like, I think this one was probably my favorite fight, which is funny because it, it happened so early in the, in the show. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so fight with, uh, between Shannon and, and Galil, and Galil's dead. Like, pretty much one episode thing which i was expecting to be longer but we'll get into into quick fights later as well like i i didn't realize i wrote this down before but for this episode have there are three remaining peacemakers and the lord cod mauser to fight back in episode six yeah so i guess they stuck to that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but but in this episode we, we we start to see like more of the ruins look more and more like futuristic um which is kind of where i started to get the impression that uh like we were watching a post-apocalyptic show just like really far into the post-apocalypse so so far that it's you know become a fantasy which is where the whole um sci-fi bit comes in for those of you who are confused although it will come in again uh, much later <clears throat> anyway um but- Leo leaves the party after that because he's still kind of torn about what to right. how to handle Pacifica. Yeah, in a way. Uh, following that, we get an arc with uh, a little girl named Sin. Uh, Shannon finds Sin uh, kind of milling about outside of a gate of a city, um, and he gives her some food and invites her to come and hang out. Uh, Shannon, Raquel, and and. Uh, and Pacifica are all kind of like waiting out this um, really bad weather in this. Uh, I, I'm going to assume it's an abandoned house. Um, Look that way. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure how they just found just a straight up abandoned house, but there it was. 
anyway, uh, so we got like a little mini arc with this little girl named Sin who um, Shannon takes a shine to and, and you know, takes care of her and stuff like that. And Pacifica gets jealous because, damn it, she's the little sister, not, you know, this kid. <laughs> um, and Zephyr is like, uh, there's something wrong with this kid. I can't be around Shannon when she's around him. So she she tells Pacifica to kill her uh, to kill uh Sin the little girl. Um <laughs> following that Shannon and Pacifica have it out uh uh-huh. and Shannon's kind of injured. Uh oh no, so, sorry. Yeah, no um, no. Shannon is Maybe. He's injured like later on like by like a runaway horse or whatever. Um uh, Sin ra- runs away, and eventually, we find out that the reason that Zephyr couldn't get near her is because she was also a peacemaker, and another peacemaker named Stare shows up for the first time, and kind of awakens Sin. Yes, and now she's called. Help me out with this. How Sizz. is Sizz. Yeah, it's just CZ, which is <laughs> yeah. That's not how you. I mean, I guess that you technically say Sizz that way, but mm, weird. Anyway. Uh, and- a lot of these names honestly have weird pronunciation. Yeah, like watching, seeing how they're spelled compared to listening to them in the dub. Uh, I can't always match up how they came up with that pronunciations, but I don't know how how it was in Japanese. I think too. we all pretty much came to the same to like. I think they they were saying it the same way. Yeah, like like a, a character we get later. Like my anime list spells it so weird, but. I think the way that we were saying it and, and they were saying it um, was the same. Anyway, uh, when, when Steer um, awakens is she goes from being a little girl to a much older woman, not older woman. Like I I'd say like, but she's an adult, pretty adult looking yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mature, <laughs> <laughs> pretty adult looking, um, definitely different looking anyway. And, uh, now like uh shannon and you know the rest of them know that there's more of these peacemakers out there like galil and and you know they're i mean they already knew but you know now they know what a couple of them look like and uh what uh what to look forward to honestly and i guess now uh also uh shannon also has kind of a tie with one of them because it it kind of comes up later, but he he kind of wants Sin back from Sis, but uh, I mean spoilers spoilers that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> um, following that we get uh an arc that I was actually liked quite a bit. Um, this is the arc uh where they meet up with um the Inquisitor Ber- Birkins. Perkins. Perkins for the first time. And he is like the Inquisitors for the Church of Mauser are usually, you know, uh, well, they're Inquisitors. They're, you know, searching out for sin to punish and stuff like that. So they're usually pretty zealous and stuff like that. Where Perkins couldn't possibly give a shit less. Uh, he, <laughs> he's just in the Inquisitor game, probably because A, it pays and, and B, he gets food. And see, there's not a whole lot of heretics left in the world that don't believe in Mauser or whatever. 
Um, and so, you know, yeah, like I don't doubt like his devotion or whatever to Mauser so much as just his job. Well, see, I, just, I don't think he takes it literally. I don't think he, he, he cared about the church to begin with at all. It, it didn't really feel like it. Like maybe, but like the way his character talked and acted, he was very nonchalant about the whole church thing. I mean, I know, but like he could still be like a follower of Mauser, and even be like a diligent follower of Mauser, and still I think have the attitudes that he had. Yeah. Uh. So, Shannon and Raquel and Pacifica are pretty um, standoffish, kind of. Well, Pacifica less so, but I mean. Because they're traveling in the company of somebody who is partially hunting Pacifica. Um, and it turns out he is hunting a scrapped princess. And they find out uh, a little later that there is an entire village of people who worship another god called Browning um, in a secret village that's hidden by magic. Um, and the leader of this village claims that she's the scrapped princess. Uh, the lig- uh, the leader is uh, Elphatine. Elphatine, yes. Reynard, <laughs> right? Reynard, who will who will come back up in the weirdest possible way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Elphatine is is trying to lead her people. Um, uh, Reynard, like Reynard, is this this guy who's like backing Elphatine up as the quote unquote scrap princess. And encouraging her to take part in a some kind of attack on the holy city of Mauser. Um, they have this whole plan set up. Uh, eventually, we, we find out that the plan is to use a no shit like magic nuke on on one of the cities. I, I believe they were going to go for the capital city, not the holy city itself. Um, and you know, Elf Elf Tina would lead the I don't know, Browningites. They didn't really say what they call themselves <laughs> in like out of the shadows or whatever. Uh, Browning is in the Mauser religion, the devil. Uh, and whereas, you know, for the Browning, you know, people, it's the other way around. Um, spoiler alert, kind of turns out they're right. Uh, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> not really. Um, so yeah, they, they, they prep this, like this magic nuke to go off. Uh, specifically Reynard does. Uh, but it turns out Reynard was an inquisitor and his whole thing was he was going to nuke the holy city and in the confusion, bring in the bad guy and reap the rewards question mark. Um, he really unclear plan, really, really unclear plan. Um, but he didn't seem like um, a very smart guy to begin with. Uh, but I mean, he's beaten. It's, it's. a pretty quick solution for him and he just die. So again, he comes back in the weirdest way possible. But remember this guy is a guy who set up a, cause he was, he was looking after, um, he was looking after the fake scrap princess for a long time. Like the reason she trusted him so much is she always says like, Oh, he was there for me, you know, when no one else was. And the reason people thought she was a scrap princess cause she is cause she was a blonde and, Blonde is apparently a really rare hair color in, in this timeline. Um, yeah, I can't think of too many other blonde characters in the show besides like the royal family and Well yeah, and, and remember Alpha that was team. that was the big thing too, is that like, yeah. like they were always looking for blondes and what do you call it? Uh like they were even saying how like they would imprison like not 
you know, I guess it, it would just be in prison. Yeah. So they just, they would capture as many as they could just in hopes that they'd gotten the scrap princess. But I guess they had a way to test it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, apparently they didn't because like, yeah, you know, skipping ahead quite a bit when they do catch her, they have no way of verifying this actually her. They just can, you know, now feel a little more confident saying, you know, yeah, we have the scrap princess. So, See, you'd think. Obey okay, us. Well, well, I'll get. I'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> like, you'd think that they would have a way to test it, but um, considering they have three beings um, with godlike <laughs> powers, uh-huh. just like, like they don't have but to be scanner. They, well, I mean, yeah, they don't have to be at every detainment, but like, give them a a recording of one of the of one of the peacekeepers saying. I don't know, void your bowels. And if everybody in the room voids their bowels, well, none of them are the scrap <laughs> Gross. Um, that would... I don't know why that's the first thing that came You're to mind. You're a monster, Carl. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, episode 11. Uh, the, the, the reason they were trying to go through the mountains and all that stuff anyway was to get to um what was the it was like the something empire the i don't remember Giyad empire Giyad empire thank you um they were trying to get to the Giyad empire which is outside of the jurisdiction of the kingdom that they come from so you know maybe mauser's word doesn't hold as much sway there uh, so they they venture through the um uh the cave tunnels that uh lead to um the browning kind of village uh, and they come out on the other side uh, in the Giat Empire, um, like near a really nice beach. And they are, they are immediately detained by a princess of the Giat Empire. <laughs> no idea how she knew they were coming. Um, I can imagine. There's definitely like, because uh, the Giat Empire is way more familiar with the technology of the past, of the quote unquote ruins. Um, mm-hmm. so they're, they're detained by, the what they call the, the beast princess. Her name is Senes, <laughs> or that's what the Giat, Giatians, Giatians, whatever. That's what they call them. They'll call her cause apparently they're dicks. Um, <laughs> um, here, like, uh, oh, you know what? Take a step back here. The whole time we've been, we've been covering this. We've been seeing Chris in the, in the. <laughs> In the regular, well, not the regular, like the the capital of the kingdom, and Chris has just kind of been going through this process of being adopted by a noble, even though he's <laughs> yeah. he's a failed uh, special forces guy, and the noble is the the head of the special forces, and then kind of trying to make nice with the the royal family, especially um, the prince, um, and like the baroness set them up like she wanted them to be friends with each other. I mean, and they do become friends. And so, like, in this episode, we actually see Chris, uh, like, we, we see Pacifica's mom for the first time. But it's through Chris. Chris is taken there. And, the you know, the Pacifica's mom is under house arrest because she doesn't want her daughter to be murdered. Um, and, you know. How dare she? Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, they get to meet and, and we get to know that Pacifica's mom uh, looks a lot like her. Um. Yeah, but going back to uh, the Gaud Empire, um, Senes like kind of demands that Shannon and Raquel 
start working for her and they even have like a little duel which Shannon handily wins because he's Shannon and in like first half of the show or more he's virtually unbeatable <laughs> um and uh after this we we find out that um Senna specifically is very well avert or very well versed very well knowledgeable i guess of of like the um uh, the technology of the past of these like the ruins that we see all over the world uh because she uh has gotten like this mobile fortress kind of up and running and inside this fortress there is a uh what do you call it like an artificial intelligence that used to be a weapon like Zephyrus but is now just an AI called Natalie and she's part of this ancient ship the um, skid the skid right <laughs> Just a, just a lot of questionable name choices. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Well, when you take place that far into the future, uh, and, words, and, meanings change. And here we see uh, at, as well at the, towards the end of, of this episode, um, the control that, uh, what do you call it? Peacemakers can have uh, o- over the world or that they do have over the world as uh, Lady Steyer is like commanding a fleet uh under the guise of um uh Senes's older brother, you know, prince of the empire <laughs> and he they're they're going to um uh, destroy or they're going to try and destroy uh the skid which it just occurred to me right now that the ships from the Giat empire and the land ships from the kingdom have the exact same weapon layout <laughs> Like I when when I made that comment back when we watched the last four episodes, I was like, "Oh my god!" You thought they were from the same I, yeah, empire. Yeah, I, I thought they were from the same country, and now I'm just realizing they must really love that weapon design in that world. Just like, or that's what was left over from the past. I've never. And everyone's copies the same. I can't imagine thing. a ship that's just all front end cannons being any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining a fire. The most maneuverable. I'm just imagining a fire at the front of the boat at all times. Um, (laughs) Anyway. um, Episode 12 is a huge dump of information. Okay. um, Yeah, this one's a doozy. Yeah, Pacifica is the key to the world. We kind of figured that. I mean, she's she's like kind of the the center of the plot. Um, The Providence Breaker. Yeah, she's, she's... She's called the Providence Breaker. Um, the The world is kind of set up under the guise of the Peacemakers. Um, and what do you call it? When, like, they, they talk about this in the, in the Browning Village, but they say, like, the legend is that Browning left magic in the world. Um, the Mauserites say it was a curse, and the Browningites say it was a blessing to fight against Mauser. Um, Browning apparently was a geneticist uh, or some kind of scientist who dabbled in, you know, genetic fuckery um, because he left uh, a gene called the guardian gene that was specifically meant to protect the person who would eventually come about, I guess, through evolution. Um, Just... Yeah, just through passing along genes, eventually yeah. things will work out, yeah. I guess. 
So so he he left the gene that would eventually result in Pacifica's ability to be able to break um, Peacemaker's, we'll just call it power of suggestion over humanity. But he also left genes in a wider number of the population called the Guardian gene, where they would be compelled to um, kind of look after Pacifica. Like that's like when they see someone like Pacifica, when they see a Providence Breaker, they their instincts act up and they immediately have think, I need to help this person. Or eventually yeah. they get there. Like I, I think no, no, two of them didn't have it. Yeah, never mind. Um but uh and, and we we see on like they they pull up this big screen um of people with the the guardian gene and we see a whole bunch of nobodies but we also see you know a whole bunch of people that they've actually met and and uh interacted with thus far <clears throat> and um senis knowing this uh informs them that her faction they want to start a revolution against the gods or you know the peacemakers uh, to kind of break mm-hmm. the world out of this this kind of stagnation where whereby they just stay where they're at technology wise humanity never gets really big and the peacemakers can honestly do whatever well can almost do whatever the fuck they want with humanity well we eventually get there um but uh this kind of this kind of breaks shannon a little bit because he's not comfortable with the idea of everything he's done thus far kind of being uh not not preordained but kind of like a compulsion within him rather than something that he thought he was doing himself um but he's still able to to rally and he beats Dyer and oh yeah that's right he beats Dyer this time but <coughs> Sis saves her and she's really the one who's kind of like she's been around for a lot longer like Sis Sis is more like I, I don't know how to say this. Like a blank slate. Like she doesn't really I mean, have a whole lot of emotion. Both her yeah. and Stare have been like. I mean, they've existed for the same amount of time. But Stare has been around humans for a lot. Like Sis has sure. kind of been like in hibernation for yeah, the last yeah. she millennium. Was yeah. for a while. Whereas Stare like is more human in that she very clearly has machinations of her own against the scrap princess or maybe even against humanity we find out later um and at, at this point sis kind of gives um them an ultimatum for the final fight uh and that's when they start moving the skid towards the the kingdom uh i think they say something like if you don't show up at the kingdom at this time for every day you're not there we'll kill a thousand people in the capital in 15 days. That's right. And then a thousand people will die every day until they meet again. Um, Heading but, to Leinvan. Right, right. And, Which is the capital. Yeah. Who is Dustfin again? I, I have him. That's the name of the... Go ahead. Dustfin is the name of the planet. As they know it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have in my notes Dustfin equals garbage. Right. Because the planet's name is garbage. Right. In, a, in the archaic language of English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this once meant <laughs> trash. It's uh, the name of their continent. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. Um, so 
yeah yeah so we get we get more and more of the backstory essentially their world is kind of like what our world becomes after an amazing space age i guess um episode 13 is less of a data dump they just kind of reiterate that pacific is kind of humanity's ace against uh the we do get some like landmark numbers though like we get like five thousand years ago mm-hmm. the dna was planted like we get that number of the middle ages was six thousand years ago i'm not sure what the context of that was but you know we, we get like some uh points in time i guess to kind of place when scrap princess takes place right um we then uh i think this is right around the time they like journey to like the the core of the ship because uh natalie's trying to stop the ship the the ai natalie and zephyrus are kind of trying to stop them from continuing on their course of action um they split them up and they i guess they try to like fuck with their heads to I don't know, make them see the error other ways. I, f- I forget what the whole deal with that was. Uh, we do eventually, like in the next episode, it's confirmed that it was an... So I'll just go over the whole thing. Humanity was attacked by aliens. Humanity then created these AIs, these peacemakers, to help them fight back the aliens. And their their whole job was to keep humanity safe. But kind of like the whole Terminator type of thing the ais like eventually their logic kind of came around to well they're gonna just keep fighting each other and our thing is keep the human safe so why don't we make a world where we run everything so we can just keep them safe like they want to be kept safe um so eventually the aliens like we never hear a thing about them or see them again we just know that they were the catalyst for the peacemakers um and the peacemakers turn on humanity and there's a you know, a large war and Browning was just a human. So again, probably a scientist or geneticist, or I guess that would would also be a scientist. So yeah, scientist. <laughs> um, uh, in this episode as well, uh, I forget which one it was, either Zephyrus, I'm pretty sure it was Natalie, uh, kind of trying to brainwash Shannon, uh, but Pacifica, uh, kind of in like one of the more badass ways, uh, breaks it. Like <laughs> she gets herself stabbed and she's just like, stop being an idiot. Um, yeah, it starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciated this. <laughs> yeah, for that for that alone, I I really liked liked her her resolve in that because up until now she's been I mean she's she's very much a fifteen year old girl. Sure, <laughs> she's very whiny. Uh, she's spoiled sh- like she's a little spoiled shit. But to be fair, she was spoiled by her family beforehand, even though they weren't you know the royal family. So. And again, she's spoiled because this many people have the guardian gene, so this many people have to look out for her. Um, uh, we then get, well, like, Winnie then comes back, and everyone, like, I honestly wasn't expecting to see a lot of these characters. Um, Winnie comes back to look for Chris with Leo. Uh, Chris rejects her because he's an asshole. <laughs> doesn't really reject her, he just doesn't talk to her. and just Yeah, he, like, walks. straight up ignores her. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're a dick. Um, so uh, we come back to the nuke thing again, though, because the kingdom, uh, their their whole thing is, oh, my God, this ship from the Empire is coming right for us. And through suggestion, Steyer is able to get them to agree to use 
uh, like this magic nuke thing that like <coughs> is like the the nations of of the world, or at least the nations that know each other, um, have agreed that you know this is taboo. We can't use these uh, these kind of weapons, uh, and because using that kind of weapon will just kind of start an all-out war. Um, in an earlier note that I had back when they were in the uh, Browning Village, they did mention that that artillery spell has only been used two times in like human history or whatever. As far as they knew, mm-hmm. kind of makes, so it's kind of, kind of, kind of makes, a big deal. I kind of wonder if it, if that was like uh, either they were talking about uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like like that's exactly <laughs> what they were talking about, or if that was just an allusion to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like it's only been used twice. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, do, you, do you guys actually get like a name written down for that? weapon i got like a non guess i i didn't even try that's why i just called it <laughs> like the, the magic nuke um, i was too amused by it every time i said it <laughs> yeah um it was kind of it looked like that spell from final fantasy where it's just like a big black hole kind of appears or like ultima and or uh gravity like well. that, yeah yeah I forget the name of the spell, but it's like a big black ball kind of appears and just kind of destroys everything in it. Except in, in this in this instance, it's not teenagers that are using it, and they're not using it at will, um, like in Final <laughs> But um, so the ship is is held in place by the peacemakers, uh, while uh, Sis and Shannon kind of have a fight outside. They nuke the fucking boat, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Yeah, they, it goes off and. I mean, like hot tip: don't nuke um, the water out. Don't nuke anywhere near. Just don't nuke anything. Okay, there's one. <laughs> but, but if you're going to nuke something, don't nuke near your land, and especially don't nuke the water near your land because it it has repercussions. And uh, there's a large tsunami, and a lot of the the citizens of the kingdom die anyway. Like, so they could have just not been there, and and people would have died. Uh, anyway, um, and we cut to Pacifica on the beach uh, with well, no memory. Real quick, though, how many of you guys were expecting the skid just to be their vehicle for like, the rest of the series? Yeah, honestly. Like, okay, this is their spaceship. <laughs> we're going to go to space and like fight the peacemakers in the skid. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they went. Wait. They went to space in the skin. No, I'm no, saying no. like how many. Like, we were, that's what we I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I was like, okay, this is this is their like vehicle to get to like leave the planet and like fight the peacemakers on their terms or something. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite work out that way. So, <laughs> following episode 15, uh, the the gangs all split up uh, because that's what happens when nukes go off. People split up. They don't just. <clears throat> vaporize or whatever uh, you know Weird. spoiler alert at least nobody dies ah uh, yeah so no one's dead <laughs> no one's dead from this this doomsday weapon um but i mean uh, the, I, I believe raquel is the best shield yeah i was gonna say this yeah like so <laughs> apparently raquel is is just a beast um so yeah they're all split up uh shannon's looking by himself until he runs into sis and sis just kind of tails him um which just kind of drives him into this kind of madness for a little while because he very clearly again wants sin back but also wants pacifica back and wants her not to be dead 
Uh, Pacifica gets picked up at the end of the last episode by a guy named Fure. Fure? Fure, um, yeah. And um, Raquel is searching for Pacifica with uh, uh, with Perkins. Um, it's also here that the that the the bard comes back and he's running a playhouse now. Oh, uh, we find that out because Pacifica, who's now going who's now going by Pamela, uh, because she can't remember her own name, and Fury gives her a name. Uh, after a cat he once after had. After a cat he once had. Yes, <laughs> she's looking for work and. And I don't remember exactly why, but uh, they find the playhouse for her. And she plays a horse's ass. Uh, literally yeah. the, the bottom half of a horse. <laughs> um, yeah, again, run by run by uh, the the bard. Um, Kidoff. Kidoff. Kidoff, yeah, thank you. Uh, Winnie and Leo eventually find this playhouse and find Pacifica, but Pacifica you know doesn't remember them uh despite what she tries to um or what they try to tell her uh i think raquel finds him at this point as well um but pacifica like when they try and get her to to leave you know pacifica wants to stay and raquel's like all right (laughs) i'm not going to convince you because you haven't got your memory back so you know just stay with this guy he seems all right um Oh, also, okay, so, like, I have to revisit this. So, this is also the episode where, um, was it Reynard? Yeah. Where Reynard comes back. Oh, yeah, because they all show up in the same... They all show up. That's when uh, Birkins and Raquel show up. They all, like, kind of appear in the same scene. Yeah, so they, they go to, like, a, like, one of those, like, little ramen type of carts or whatever like a cart you know that serves food and they're all there and Reynard's serving there (laughs) (laughs) it is the weirdest way to reintroduce a bad guy and it's like i guess you quit (laughs) the church i don't know what's going on well everyone who loses to pacifica and company and just retiring from the current gig and doing something mundane (laughs) that is the pattern yeah kidoff decides to run a yeah uh to uh, a playhouse and chris decides to be boring for the rest of the show until the end uh he uh, he decides to be exposition for the for the royal family for the rest of the show i don't know if we want to talk too much about like some of the more geopolitical stuff but after the attack after using the the artillery nuke magic nuke they declare the empire themselves declared self-defense because they're being attacked by a guillot ship and the general just like itching to fight the Giat Empire, and from there he goes on to remove the Baroness from command of the uh, the special forces, and promotes uh, Sturm to that role because the Baroness was talking against him. Right. So right, right. she basically got removed from her post because of that. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. That. That. Really, like, I was expecting for that to matter so much more. Like, the, the appointing yeah. of the other guy never fucking mattered. I mean, he was cool. I liked him by the end. But I was like, I was expecting for you to be a dick. I guess. Yeah, for, for a character who shows up as much as Sturm did, it's amazing how, like, little we know about his motives or <laughs> anything about him. He has a lot of paperwork. 
just so so much paperwork. I get the feeling that he's just exhausted all the time and <laughs> he doesn't really want to deal with anything he's a, I don't know he, he's like the Japanese salaryman of of the show he's just like of I, generals I can't be bothered <laughs> to deal with this extra shit you guys do it and I'll just say I didn't see you <laughs> um so yeah uh what do you call it um Pamela stays with Fiore for a little bit uh until they realize that um um Pacific is still alive and there's like more of a like the king orders more of a push to find her so like there's a ramping up of of searches and uh Chris Chris's unit is <coughs> remobilized after he was you know having fun playing noble son or whatever um <laughs> and we we find out I'm not sure if it's in this episode. Yeah, it is this episode. Either that or the next one. That uh, his unit is called the Obstinate Arrows, which we had a lot of fun with because that's a terrible unit name. Um, I think we were calling them. They don't know what it means. We were calling them the Obstinate Arrows for a little bit there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a there's a ramping up of a search, and you know, Fury's like, "All right, well, you know, we need to get the hell out of here." And right as he's like, "We need to get the hell out of here," he gets a knock at the door, and it's his old commander whatever it's like you know we need you to come back um calls him wraith i guess it's his code name and he's like we need you to come back for a mission and stuff like that but in asking him to come back he sees pacifica and he's like boom i got her there's this crap princess oh his acquaintances his name was slay yeah that's the the asshole one or his code name right yeah yeah um the guy riding the horses and forcing all his men to run, keeping up because his run, horse runs so slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, they, you know, uh, Fury is like, "All right, we got to leave." Uh, he urges uh, them. Them at this time being uh, Pacifica, uh, Leo, and Winia, that they're going to leave the city. Uh, by stealing some horses because all the horses have been confiscated confiscated from the city. Uh, and so they steal uh, some of the horses. Or I'm sorry, no, I take that back. They leave the city. Then they realize that they're going to get run down. So Fiore and Leo go to, to steal some horses from the, I don't know, the impound lot for horses, if that's a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, in the process of stealing horses and 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 like trying to escape uh they're found out and so they're chased and fury makes like a last stand while leo takes the horses to pacifica and this is where we get like the only death of the show that's not Hmm. let me think 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 we get back to back episodes of the death okay yeah so we do get more deaths we get the spoilers one of the only bad guy deaths or one of the only good guy deaths of the show thinking 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 yeah, I'm pretty comfortable saying that. Yeah. Um, probably the only good guy death of the show. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I I actually, I really liked Fury. I was really sad to see him go. Um, but it was a pretty... I think it was unanimous that we all liked Fury, I thought. It was... Like, yeah, that was a tough yeah. one. It was a pretty good last stand, though. I liked it. I mean, I wish... Yeah. I wish he had a better weapon than just knives to fight on horseback, but... <laughs> uh, he, he was... He, he was seemingly, like, some kind of assassin or something beforehand, so... Um... What are you gonna do? Sometimes you just don't got the range. Um, and they just leave his body there for Shannon and Sis to come across. Yeah, yeah, dick move. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna kill somebody, I, I, 
And especially when, like, if you're going to kill somebody and you are, like, the government body that's just like, yeah, of course we killed him. He's aiding and abetting a fugitive. I mean, you don't have to be sneaky about it. Just bury the body. You're the government. What it's are- also a former soldier. I, I know. Well- uh, well, it's like I said, he's, he's like, technically even still is a soldier because he never like officially. I mean, at that point, I, it's did some paperwork or whatever to leave. At that point, or it's, it's, it's treason. So I mean, oh yeah, but still, just you don't, you don't have to. I'm not saying put a marker there, but don't leave his body for just people to find. <laughs> mommy, mommy, what's that? <laughs> you know, he's taking a nap. Yeah, he's, he's taking a nap with a dirt nap. Yeah, with with a bunch of red stuff around him. He spilled a bunch of punch. Really, really red punch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he's very messy he's a drunk uh it's getting really bad <laughs> why it is um so uh at this point uh they, they actually catch up to the party because they're not as fast as they thought they were going to be and pacifica gets thrown into a dungeon again at this point she still thinks she's pamela um and a woman gets thrown into the next cell and we eventually was charity was charity there or no, did she get no, thrown wait, in no in? She, she was got thrown there. in after. No, she was not. Was she? Okay. Yeah, because I have it written down that she was thrown in afterwards. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So, yeah, a woman is thrown into the, the cell next next to her. Um, very clearly heavily beaten or tortured. Um, and we don't really get a whole lot. Um, but we eventually find out, kind of, you, you have to put this together, but uh, that that's the queen. And that she was tortured. Um, granted, she was already in you know, under house arrest and, you know, in, in a lot of trouble for daring to not want to kill her daughter. Um, <laughs> the nerve. Yeah. Um, what else? Was there anything else in the show before I move on with this storyline? Um, uh, Sh- Shan- like, Shannon is summoned to the, the prince castle. wanted to go see Sh- well, the, his sister. Shannon is summoned to the castle at this point as well. And and he's asked to join the the military to help them conquer, uh, Giat. Uh, I I was wondering why they were doing this at this time, but it makes more sense a little later on. Um, and uh, Zephyr asks to help Shannon get Pacific, or uh, yeah, Zephyr just asks Shannon to help. Asked to help Shannon get Pacifica or something like that. Um. And Raquel, you know, is searching for them all this while as well. Anyway, back to the Pacifica and her mom thing. So, also, Storm asked Shannon to join him against the Peacemakers, kind of like subverting the king, I think. Yeah, but they, like, I think the general also wanted him to join, because, like, hey, you're, you know, an amazing soldier. Yeah. Why don't you join? It was like... Join. Everyone wanted him to join them for like different reasons I, and against I, different people. I mean, I imagine they, like. there were reports on his abilities, and yeah, I mean, they just killed one of their other really good soldiers, apparently. Um, so, uh, Pamela and and the Queen meet up, um, and the Queen eventually realizes that Pacifica is Pacifica. Uh, and asks her a bunch of stuff and there's this really like heartfelt these heartfelt scenes um all culminating and eventually the queen just dies um from i don't know her wounds or the beating she got or something like that um this is one of the things in the show that i will say that bugged me because it makes sense that she's in there 
if we have something establishing she's in the prison or why she's in the prison, for example, at this point, we already see the king is very clearly off his rocker. He's losing it by the day. Every day they get closer to Pacifica's 16th birthday. He's that much more insane. If we had a scene of her breaking house arrest to go and beg her husband for, you know, the life of her daughter, him ordering her, you know, to be tortured to death makes sense to me. Or her getting caught trying to sneak out to go to her daughter and getting caught. But like, it's just Pacifica gets thrown in prison. Queen gets thrown in prison right next to her. And it's like, well, what do you need the queen for? Well, I think that's yeah. that was the thing is they like she finally, you know was no longer useful to them. Yeah, see, but that like that could still have also been like she's still I'm not saying it couldn't have been handled better, but she, yeah, she's she's still a queen, which means that chances are she's the daughter of a noble or ro- other royal family. You don't just <laughs> I mean, if if Gothic taught us anything, you can just kill off, you know, your queen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like I I could have used an establishing uh scene for this. But it was, it was a very heartfelt moment. Um, it was uh, towards uh, towards the end I, of the queen's life. I actually didn't even have any mention of Pacifica's mom before that scene in my notes. Oh, really? Like I know she showed up like once yeah, before, once. but uh, it wasn't didn't leave enough of an impact for me to make note of it. I guess <laughs> too brief of a scene. Yeah, there's definitely didn't a scene seem important. Where Chris talks to her. Yeah, that that's about it. But I mean, it, it's it was noteworthy to me because I. You know, I like the whole political aspect of these kind of shows. And, you know, a nation with a king and not a queen is noteworthy. A nation with a king and a queen under house arrest is really noteworthy. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Pacifica is brought before her dad again at this point, not knowing she's who she is. Uh, and uh, the king is bug fuck crazy at this point like loses his mind after seeing her and orders her death immediately um it's here we find out that the general uh whose name escapes me um because he, he's not the big bad until well he doesn't feel like the big bad until later do either of you remember his name not Sturm, the 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 blonde one who's yeah um I... socom no so no 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 peacemaker he's a peacemaker are we, we talking about I... the first one or no, the the uh, the general. Yeah, the the general of the kingdom who's like he, okay, so uh, you'll, oh. he's he's the one who's more or less calling the shots. Yeah. Like the gotcha. king is not really. Yeah. Uh no, I don't remember his yeah. name. He was just scumbag. Okay, to me. So general scumbag, that, that'll be general's his name now. Perfect. Uh, so general scumbag, uh, like th- here's where we because we've we've seen him before. We know he's the one kind of pulling the strings. <clears throat> we find out that his plan, like his thought was. Hey, we're terrified of these peacemaker guys. Uh, the peacemakers seem to be afraid of this uh, scrap princess person. If we hold her, we hold bargaining chips. Therefore, we can <laughs> conquer the world. Unfortunately, he seems to have never actually seen a peacemaker at work. And the peacemaker just kind of is like, oh, I think the thing was like, oh, he was also being, uh, what do you call it? Controlled by stare specifically to come to this line of reasoning and uh-huh. stares like oh so you're rebelling against us well in that case we have a protocol that says if you rebel against us we get to purge humanity of all but like <laughs> a few of you and we find out he, at this point that steers has been alive or 
well, they're all they've all been alive, but he she's been the one who's been kind of watching over humanity for these past five thousand or so years, and she is fucking sick of us, and I get it. Um, but so she was like, I just I want to purge you because all your guys' thoughts always turn to conquest and all this bad shit. Like, <clears throat> so she initiates that. Um, the reset switch yeah, she, is what they uh, refer to it as, and like immediately, SOCOM turns into his like mech form because all the the peacemakers have like this crazy mech form and immediately starts like purging people starts like blowing up parts of the city um and uh, i think worth noting from a little bit earlier too though is that uh sis and shannon when they're talking sis revealed that even she doesn't know what'll happen when uh pacifica turns 16 huh yeah yeah, uh, Sis, Sis tells Shannon that even she doesn't know what's going to happen when Pacifica turns 16, if anything. Right, right. They just know that something's kind of programmed in her to, to happen. <laughs> and then we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> because it, they start early, like by eight hours or something. Honestly, it, it could have been like my whole thing was my my whole way of thinking was like, like Browning would have programmed this gene and it's like, all right, when, like just tell them, you know when this gene activates, you know, your control will end. And it's just like initiate panic mode in, in the, the, what do you call it? The AI to make them kind of do stupid shit like this. I don't know. Oh, we didn't mention what Senes was doing. Oh, uh, right. The, in the meantime, yeah, the, because of course they live too. Yeah. They, they did live as well. Where her or Senes and company were, trying to revive like these old like gigantes yeah gigante max gigantes to to fight against the peacemakers and they're like the updated version of the dragoons but they didn't have the ai component to them yeah th- these were these were what humanity were planning on like incorporating into their war before uh, with the uh, the peacemakers before the war ended and and humanity was brought under the thumb of of the church of mauser and the the peacemakers i'll admit i was impressed by them yeah yeah really (laughs) really amazing mechs because um in the next in the immediate next episode we get uh, a battle um uh shannon of previous episode shannon eventually snaps out of his funk and is like well fuck i need to defend the world i guess and uh (laughs) he he decides to trust zephyrus this was really really quickly done um but i was like all right fine get out there like you know just just fight he's back into the wall he'll do whatever it takes fuck fuck it just you know just get out (laughs) there and fight uh so you know shannon shannon uh gets ready to fight and uh uh, what do you call it? Senes comes with their mechs and, and uh, it's peacemakers versus humanity now. Um, and you're thinking, cause Shannon has always been like the, the guy to finish the fight. Nope. <laughs> T- today is Senes's day, my dude. Uh, <laughs> because Senes and her, her, her other two uh, mech pilots fucking stab Steyer in the head. And 
kill her. Like, and I was like, is she dead? There's no way she's dead. It, it has to be like, yeah. I'm like, there's like no fake deaths in this show, no, by the way. No, there are. <laughs> they don't I, really mess around with I that. I love that though. I was okay. I was hoping it was going to be like SOCOM or something like that because SOCOM has been nothing this whole show. But yeah, like it was Steyer, like the big bad, the one who's been pulling the strings literally <laughs> the entire time. Guys, instantly right here. And everyone's like completely unceremoniously, he's just dead. What? <laughs> Why? I mean, that happened that happened with the first dude as well. Like the guy that we were thinking, oh, okay, so here's the the big bad of the entire show. The mm-hmm. first peacemaker, I can't remember his name, didn't matter. Galil. Galil. Yeah, because he died like that, and we're like, well, oh. Yeah, but there be. was there, like there was a big fight with like and granted, this was a big fight sure. too, but there was just this quick stab, 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 and like dead. Like Well, because like I think at first it seemed like the Sendus and Cumberland kind of beat down, like they got hit to the ground or whatever. You know, long extended fight back and forth, and they kind of recovered to finish her off. Yeah, I don't have any notes in this episode. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fighting. It was actually also it was actually the previous episode. I forgot to to um to get to it, but like the pre- it's the previous episode that uh Pacifica gets her memory back. So yay! After five episodes, she's back. Um, even though she was still herself, she was just Pamela. So she was essentially just a scrap princess without memory being the scrap princess. Um, so I guess aphasia didn't really hit her that hard. Um, what do you call it? Uh, so afterwards, um, after the battle, uh, Shannon and and um, Pacifica have like a little motivational talk where Pacifica decides she wants to live because throughout the series she's kind of been saying you know stuff like you know maybe it'd be better off if I just died because you know all these people are dying for me and all this crazy shit's happening because of me. Um, not main characters. Mostly main characters are not dying for her except for Fury, but you know. You got to imagine some people died in that crazy beginning of the purge. I think it was interesting there with her in the fact that she's obviously kind of depressed by the fact that people are dying for her. I mean, Shannon clearly goes to lengths to not kill anybody mm-hmm. um, up to that point. And I think that was kind of a big moment for her, though. At the same time, Shannon was like, fuck you. <laughs> I've dedicated my life to protecting you. You're not going to get suicidal <laughs> on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so episode 22 they were once again on the run uh because the kingdom at this point the, the general scumbag was like all right well my previous gambit didn't work so we absolutely have to appease mauser because our city is in shambles so let's send the army after the scrap princess so she doesn't make it to her 16th birthday um and it's at this point that uh, Chris, Chris, and the obstinate arrows uh, break free from the army, and they're like, "No, we're gonna, we're gonna help Pacifica escape." Um, and again, General Sturm, being the Japanese salaryman of the uh, of the <laughs> army, just being like, "Whatever, let her go." Um, I didn't see anything. That what is it? He said something <laughs> like, "They told me." They told me to stop you, but they didn't tell me not to stop you. And I'm like, that is, that is some, <laughs> like, God, like, good for you for like this one moment. But like, man, any other of your duties in the military, that is going to land you with some serious trouble. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't see anything. Okay, apparently, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they're 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 trying to to get out of there while the the kingdom's hot on their heels. Um, I th- that's really the only thing I have for this episode for episode twenty two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's when we first meet. What at the time I thought was like the the peacemaker's leader because like Sokol has a discussion with. Right. We find out later. Yes. And then she has a conversation with Pacifica. Tells a story about that, basically. That's, that's not till episode 23, but yeah. No, that was 22. That she talks to the leader of who? Yep. Oh. It was the end of 22. Huh. I guess I don't remember that well. Then. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I have here. Um, but they do have like some kind of. I remember they did have like some talk about like the end of the world or something like that. Right. Uh, but no one else saw her. Right. right. It's only Pacifica right, who saw her. Right, right. Okay, so they do like they they talk like um was Because Pacifica's taking a bath, a bath because as she does yeah, like every other episode so in the series in this, in this show. And it's just Pacifica taking the ja- them. Like the Japanese probably anyone else ever does. Um <laughs> Okay, yeah, I do remember that now. Yes, 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 yes. Um so episode 23 uh s- starts with a lot of a lot of talk and and eventually it comes around that uh the prince uh who i don't think we've named yet this is prince forces uh forsyth he's he's been is is it force no it's really like forsyth but like forsyth is what i always heard yeah forsyth is what i heard now yeah either way the prince uh he um he wants to meet with his sister. Now, before this, we had seen him before. He was often with Chris. He was often curious about what his twin sister was like. Um, but, you know, they never met because they were separated as uh, babies. Uh, he wanted to go see her when she was captured, but he wasn't allowed to. Yeah, he's he and he was also sent off to like in penance to the Holy City for even daring to want to see his sister. Um, so he's he's usually been shown in the light of like rationality However, after the purge, he's shown like what happened to the city, and like the head priest is like, "This is what happens when with the scrap princess." Blah blah blah, and that one meeting or that one saying from the priest gets him to stab Pacifica in the back, and then stab himself in the chest. Uh, literally stab her in the back. Yeah, by the way, yeah, not quite like literally. <laughs> like they they meet for the first time. Pacifica, being Pacifica, tries to make small talk with uh it was with, very cute with yeah with food again uh, she's very much a 15 year old i if there's one thing i could appreciate it's that the the protagonist was not at all like you can't even call her op like over overpowered or she wasn't like like an amazing warrior just because like she had a prophecy written about her she was a fucking 15 year old <laughs> yeah t- i mean she never she never really gained any kind of ability to defend herself or do much of anything she just kind of she was the MacGuffin. yeah exactly um <laughs> she's got the uh the providence breaker but she can't she can't control it <laughs> now to be fair what i, I it's her power what I, what I enjoyed about that and i i should just move on but like what i will say i enjoyed about that is that she was never taught how to use it because nobody would have known how to use it and she didn't just find out and like just start using it because the plot demanded it we only see it twice, yeah, though, right? We only see it twice. And so it was just this constant looming threat that never got used. I thought that <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Like, it's not often that 
like it, it's usually like when you have something like that like we're expecting by the middle of the show she's got some kind of like yoda type mentor to to teach her the ways of providence breaker or whatever um anyway that's off track but yeah, yeah. so she she's just, dead yeah she's dead now <clears throat> she got stabbed in the back and her uh shit have of a brother um stabs himself because he's a coward um and yeah so now they're like kind of like lying there bleeding between episode 23 and 24 while um uh i think all this time too um shannon and uh senis and the other two whose names aren't important uh the other two mech pilots are <laughs> are fighting the 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 last two um peacemakers so common and sis uh and i i think it's even in this episode that they start to take it to outer space right or you know that's in the next episode yeah <laughs> yeah it's, the last yeah, it's only the final episode yeah so because it's a mech show <laughs> shades of gurren Lagan. yeah they have to take that ship to outer space and they take that shit to outer space um but you know pacifica is like while she's bleeding out her blood starts to form into like a full metal alchemist type like alchemy circle <laughs> And her body gets transported to, uh, like, another plane of existence where she meets uh, Mauser. Um, and Mauser is a girl, and she informs Pacifica that she was the one who betrayed humanity to the Peacemakers. Um, I don't remember, like, if they say exactly how, but she gave them some kind of insight that helped them win the war on the promise that her brother and sister would be spared. <coughs> However, that didn't happen. They both <sighs> died. Um, and so she's kind of been living as, they don't really explain it. Like the only way I can think of it is she's some kind of essence that keeps the world together. Uh, she's so the, the, the peacemakers are programs. So I assume they need like some kind of like a human input to continue functioning. So they just kind of have this stand-in that's Mauser. And so she's either an essence on another plane or like a brain in some kind of machine that they, they refer to when they need commands. Because she does actually give them commands at one point. Um, like that we see. I'm sure that she gives them other ones. But she explains to, you know, to Pacifica, uh, you know, about the, the war 5,000 years ago and how she's the betrayer and essentially all that boils down to because like again they're fighting in space uh, against the peacemakers well is pacifica just needs to tell her something like what was it she she tells her i don't even remember it's like that she doesn't like really think she's a bad person or i don't know it's something to that effect just she was like she was asking pacifica if what she was doing was wrong, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something or like that. Yeah. It was what was kind of weird? Was it wrong for me to to do what I did? And Pacifica's yeah. like, no. If it was my family, I'd do. I'd probably do what you know, what you did as but well. But then she follows it up. So, with... go ahead. Something that you know, speaking of Mauser, and something that kind of I wondered about was the whole <laughs> kind of looking like Pacifica. Did you get anything out of that, or do you think the designers just kind of liked the ringlets? Uh, and no, the I mean, her, hair? I think her brother and sister obviously looked like, like Shannon and, and Raquel. Shannon and yeah, Raquel looked exactly like them. I think it's very intentional. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm sure that if if Browning is a geneticist who can implant 
a gene into the human species that will in 5,000 years evolve into something that can, that has the ability to like to break AI. I'm, I'm pretty sure he can, he can design, you know, uh, people who will like in several generations have a high probability of looking exactly like these two people or these three people, I should say. So I feel like this is, and we'll we'll get into this a little more later, but um, I feel like this is one of those things that maybe the book explains a lot better because I can draw lines in my head to make this make sense, but I'm pretty sure that it, like, I would hope that a, a good writer probably already has everything set down in the novels that we can't read because they're not in English and because uh, our Japanese isn't at that level just yet. So what I have here, I have that, Celia asked Pacifica to choose if humanity should continue as they are or not. And Pacifica stated that she doesn't want a world where people can't make their own choices. Mm. And then from there, um, Celia leaves. So that, that and that's, that's one of the things too, that, um, so Pacifica essentially gets to decide. <coughs> and by that token, actually that kind of just hit me uh, by that token, the prophecy was right. So she hits her, her 16th birthday and, the world as they know it did absolutely end. Um, yes. Well, 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 what happened was um, Pacifica died 10 hours before the, her 16th birthday, the peak of her power. Like, when Pacifica, I think Pacifica was supposed to, like, die when she hit 16. And then when she died, she would destroy Celia. Hmm. Just like, just like that. But because she didn't have her full power, Celia, that's why Celia talked to her and like kind of like said, convince me or something mm. in so few words, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I got. Okay. So it's she, like a god that was kind of dealing with some conscience issues or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, yeah. she didn't start out as a god, you know, she was human to begin with. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, it like, prophecy fulfilled it's interesting that she had to die in order for the prophecy to be fulfilled um i didn't feel like i knew that going into that last episode uh i don't think it really i mean it does make you kind of wonder though what would have happened if she had turned 16 without dying right well the thing is that the followers of okay so i guess rewind whoever wanted her dead on for her Mauser followers didn't want her to reach her 16th birthday right because then so after her well, 16th birthday dictated. she would just either keep getting more powerful or stay at that you know really high power level or it'll dip off no idea yeah so no idea yeah but either way uh so you know uh Mauser I guess the only hints about what would happen if she actually did reach 16 I think she was just like yeah, fully manifest her powers. Yeah, probably. And I think she would I think realize that she could, yeah, destroy the peacemakers and the barrier surrounding this world. Hmm. Speaking of that world, <laughs> speaking of that world that yeah. they're on, um, what? <laughs> oh yeah. So piece? so yeah. So <laughs> after, oh, actually, uh, when uh, Pacifica goes to meet Mauser, the world kind of gets covered in this weird white like film or whatever um but afterwards it was very like tech yeah 
like lines. I don't know. But afterwards, like, uh, it, they show a piece of the Earth just kind of squeezing back into place. Were they living on that just like up in space piece of Earth just out in space? That, like that one plate of Earth that just kind of like hung out and like how the spaceship Earth, yeah, Carlos, that, like the satellite. I feel like, see, I feel like, and again, this might have just been a bad interpretation of the book because I feel like that was more just an interpretation of the fact that they were living in a just a small piece of the Earth. Because if you remember all the scenes where you could see like a big dome above them, and they spoke a lot about that it was an artificial sky that they were seeing and everything. I feel like that entire story took place inside like a dome. And I think that they took really weird creative liberties maybe with the show (laughs) in explaining how that they were separated from the rest of the earth. I mean, like, you know, future tech that can do what they can do. I mean, it's not outside of my, my ability to suspend disbelief to believe that they could hover a tectonic plate over the earth and not have any tectonic <laughs> movement for 5,000 years below. Um, in which case they have a lot of territory to discover in the ensuing years. Um, well, they have the entire earth yeah. except for a small slice of Japan. Yeah. Not even sure if they were in Japan either. Um, but um, we finish up that storyline Pacifica like you know, pops back into existence um unfortunately her brother is back alive again and uh <laughs> well pacifica materially is back in shannon's arms naked yeah very oh yeah in the I, space plane again comedy yeah comedy, like comedy beat there yeah not even close to where she died <laughs> who cares yeah. um well no see that makes sense you're, well, because you're because her, her body up. disintegrated <laughs> yeah uh yeah so we fast forward to i don't even remember how many years they said it was afterwards uh oh they didn't they didn't okay well we 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 fast forward sometime in the future uh and like the the ending is just like here's everyone kind of well not even everyone here's most of the characters living a peaceful life and um pacifica is living with uh shannon and raquel on a farm oh also from what we could gather magic is now gone after after the end of of uh the whole mouser, mouser thing yeah yeah so raquel is is less of a ridiculous badass but yeah it doesn't matter because now they're all farmers and like we close on leo <laughs> trying to trying to propose to pacifica and her like no though <laughs> <laughs> so she was blushing I appreciated that he has no chance. <laughs> yeah, he's way out of his league. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's the end of Scrap Princess. Um, mate, rest in peace. A decent end. Uh, so okay. Um, and someone else. Where to continue? Someone else. Someone else, please take this for me because I've been talking for a while. Uh, what uh, What did we like about Scrap Princess? I actually yeah, think a lot of the characters of uh, the three strong characterization um, to them. Um, a lot of them felt kind of unique I and refreshing. I like the characters for the most part. In their own ways. Uh, uh, I liked like, Pacifica a lot. I, I definitely had it. I was uh, definitely I a fan of uh, Raquel and Senna. A Sennis. well-developed character. I think um, uh, on that note. In terms of I like the, some of the female characters. I like the characters as well. I, I was um, thinking about it in my mind because there are a lot of characters, but none of them felt 
really superfluous. Um, no, it wasn't like so. The, the and I hate to you know think about this show, but um, okay, now it's gone because my mind erased it and replaced it with Grand Blue Fantasy, which is a better show. Um, oh, uh, Grand Crest War. Grand Crest War. Thank you. Um, uh, Grand Crest War had an absolute butt ton of superfluous characters, whereas this one, yeah, there were a couple, but like even the ones that were like done we were done with they would come back in like either a comedy beat or hell even elf alpha teen came back at the very end like not as anything but like made cameos you know um, sure sure it wasn't yeah it wasn't like people were useless it definitely not used to that like basically every character who most characters who got named we got to see at least twice which is pretty unique Definitely don't expect that. But apparently it was just a small world because there's like two countries <laughs> um, locked in this tiny space. And in like an yeah. eternal conflict. <laughs> because yeah. like, can you imagine like once you expand to your farthest reaches and the only other per- the only other nation is the other one next to you. Yeah, there's going to be some conflict over resources and land and shit like that. Um, on top of that, I I mean, okay, so I will bring this up in in you know stuff we didn't like as much but um the the way they built the world early on i very much enjoyed i i love trying yes. to figure out what the fuck they like was going on um <laughs> and the way they gave us everything piecemeal it wasn't just like it wasn't like like some other shows uh will tell you in the first few minutes the entirety of the world just every fucking thing with this one it's there's a scrap princess. A lot of people want her to die. Here she is. She's your protagonist. Here's the two people with her. Enjoy. And I was like, all right, cool. And little by little, we we got a world. And I was very, very happy to see a show like that. Um, anything from you, Jeff? Um, I think it's rare that we get a show that has such a kind of in-depth story Mm. i think this was a show that really i mean from episode one to the last episode you don't even recognize it Uh, there was a lot of character progression there was a lot of world progression um it was a it was a really interesting story to follow i think it's aged pretty well too i i I mentioned before that this is a show that i (laughs) it was the first show that i bought on uh dvd (laughs) and it well, no, that might not be true. I think I bought Chobits before Scrap Princess, nice. but um, it was Pacifica was the first figure I ever owned. Wow. <laughs> um, and uh, so it, it has a little bit of nostalgia for me. I, I loved watching the show over and over and over again when I was waiting for the new DVDs to come out and <laughs> it aged pretty well. Um, and I think it's just a story that it, it continues to be interesting throughout. I think it could have probably done a little bit better at times. I think there was some pretty info dumpy episodes. I think there were some um, places where they could have spent a little more time on things, a little less time on certain things, but overall I I'm very pleased with how they did it. So Hmm. Uh, a couple of other things that I enjoyed. Um, This show had a lot of really good, expressions on faces <laughs> fantastic expressions <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> one that we have made into a uh, an emoji on our discord yeah it's a great emoji by the way it's just perfect <laughs> what pacifica has a very 
very expressive face. <laughs> uh, that goes just the consistency of the animation throughout the series. It's very consistent. There's no like obvious dips or anything. And there are some nice flourishes here and there too. And some of the action beats. It's hard to imagine it's as old as it is. I mean, it, it's, it's aged it's pretty well. It's also widescreen. It yeah. is, yeah, 16 by 2003, <laughs> I Wait, was no, no. a... No, it wasn't. It, this wasn't. This was still was 4 not. by 3 Actually, yeah. let me look. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up when with the other one out? watching, Logan. April, April uh, of 2003 to October of 20, 2003. So my sophomore year into my, into my junior year of high school. If you look at a lot of shows from that early 2000s time, they they look like like dog crap compared to scrap princess i think it, this this was obviously a, a pretty pretty ahead of its time yeah, i think I mean, probably the, the best looking show from that era that i could think of is probably full yeah, alchemist i was gonna say fma looked that really show good. holds up yeah really well mm-hmm. visually oh yeah it's no stunning doubt. no doubt but i've also seen some other shows from the oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> just out of curiosity like, before we move on uh what did come out in uh well, while you're time. looking that up i've got one more thing i want to Go shout out every time that senes shouted erote yes <laughs> i was right next to her <laughs> I, after a while i was like why are you shouting she's right there <laughs> um so kino's world came out that same season in spring of Kino, 2003 kino's journey kino's journey mm-hmm. huh. logan and i started watching uh planet tests and that started airing like a week within the ending of scrap princess so it's the same oh, era i think if one of you guys had the name erote i'd probably shout it out too it's just like a fun uh, thing so. <laughs> what if she's like separation anxiety she, she's never around when you want her and now that they're older it's like she can't help it uh, uh i ship it yeah there's some there's some decent ones back onegai twins i like onegai twins Nikitosin. Eh. Yeah, so anyway. All right. I unfortunately stepped away for a second. Did you guys already talk about the little ending bit there? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, horse giving birth and. Oh, yeah. Shout out to three horses having names in this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Pacificas, their horses are uh, Dragonov and Makarov and Leo's horse, Parabellum, which I think <laughs> I looked it names. up. And it was like Greek for heading to war or something. It's hmm. good so. stuff. Interesting that he, like, interesting uh-huh. the languages that that survived. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has no just, idea what it means. Just a little bit of English with dustbin, <laughs> dustbin, and <laughs> and oh, just a little bit of Greek. Uh, anyway, all right. The very ironic English <laughs> word. <that it's> <laughs> Uh, maybe that's why I like maybe that's why they called it that because it's just a piece of earth floating in space. It's like, oh, this is the dust bin. We swept, we swept the shit into space. The, the shit being humanity. <laughs> um, all right. So, so what? What were some of the things that uh, we didn't like as much? Um, I think just some of the uh, we touched on a little bit, but just like as much information as we got. It still feels like there's some weird holes missing. Mm, sure. And uh, I did find myself getting a little confused on who's on whose side sometimes or who's working for who against who. But maybe they weren't sure either. I'm, I don't know. 
the character is not the person writing it. Yeah, I, I should hope it was I hard to follow. Like, because <laughs> if your characters are confused as confused as you as the writer, there's something really, really wrong. <laughs> I think it, it was it was hard to follow all of the kind of political connections and ties and the different people who worship different gods. And I think I think maybe on rewatches it would get a little better. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't remember a lot of that stuff from when I watched it more than a decade ago. But I think it definitely was confusing. Okay, so. <laughs> Like again, having to stack this up to the, the only other fantasy I've seen in a while, uh, Grand Crest War. <laughs> this was miles easier to follow. There were two countries; they were two gods. Period. Sure. So much easier <laughs> to follow. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely various fra- uh, factions in Scrap Princess, but yeah, they're just just some connecting pieces that i felt like i was just missing sometimes or like we we're talking about the motivations in the end um i kind of liked the fanatics of mauser with their little like paper things on their faces <laughs> God, paper um, things. you would i i i would say for me like and I, I mentioned this before but my big thing was uh i mean even at 24 episodes i feel like there were scenes that they left out that really 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 would have helped um establish logical purpose for some of the characters uh like just go over again the queen being tortured to death i i really i don't need a scene of her getting tortured that's not what i'm asking for i don't need a scene of of her being brutally beaten to damn near death what i need is a scene for the reason why because i can i can make those connections in my brain but as the writer i like as a writer, I would hope that I would, you know, let the audience know why stuff is happening. Like, not mm-hmm. not tell them <laughs> everything, but just give them enough information. Whereas, so saying, I feel like yeah. we're missing like some connecting tissue yeah. in some of the parts. I mean, it had it had just been learned though that you know that Pacifica was kind of alive not that long before then, so she probably was being punished for that. I think was the well, assumption. No, but, but like she was. I mean, she had been she had been punished. She'd been uh, what do you call it? Um, she was under house arrest. But like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a difference between putting a royal under house arrest and beating a royal to you know till she almost dies. I mean, so right. yeah, it would have been nice to at least even even just a scene of her being defiant or something. You know, would have maybe just shown that the king was being you know or even just king. taken away. Yeah. So and 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 a couple things like a couple other. Um, like minor like like a, a few of the endings like we said were a little uh quick and i feel like more episodes would have fleshed out some of the the arcs a little bit more um where with a 24 episode runtime they were trying to fit how many books was it like 10 13 uh, into yeah. into 24 episodes i mean i think they did really well with with what they had but it really could have been better like it felt really evenly paced mm. Like I don't think any parts like dragged more or sped up too fast. Um, throughout, it's hard to think of wasted time in the show. I think. Yeah, I'd also be a little remiss if I didn't bring up something I mentioned in the flip flappers episode. Uh, came up kind of early on, but there's damn mind control in this <laughs> show because that's how the peacemakers deal with humanity and. You know, kudos to Pacifica for her ability to. Her power is to stop people from being mind controlled. Um, so I can appreciate that at least. But uh, it's very difficult dealing with entities that can do that, especially if they're not. If they're like AI, I don't know. I don't understand how that works. Magic, I guess. 
Uh, my one complaint is that I really could have done without the whole amnesia arc. Um, sure, Fure was a good character and all that, but it was just every episode was just so frustrating for me to watch. Um, mm. It's just not something that I've ever really enjoyed in media. The idea of amnesia. Uh, yeah. Amnesia is kind of an annoying trope. In also, yeah. for when she got her memory back, she forgot everything. Yeah, she forgot everything that she did. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. That made me yeah. feel really bad for Fury. <laughs> no one's yeah. ever going to remember him. And, like, the only thing that, like, the only memory that anyone... Well, the token. Other people have, have memories of him. Like, but... the only people who really spent time with him outside of Pamela were <laughs> uh, Leo and Winia. Mm-hmm. Well, Birkins and Raquel. And, like, they seem... Uh, they spent. I mean, but yeah, but like, the two who spent with most time was uh, you know Winnie. I spent quite a bit of time with him. Yeah, and you kind of think of this guy as his past. He's he kind of resembles something of like a, a CIA agent of sorts that doesn't have connections anymore because he had to give them all up for his job. So he really did die alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's only eighteen years old, and he joined the military three years prior. So he's a child soldier, basically. I mean, I mean, it's medieval, medieval. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not uncommon. No. I know, <laughs> but it's just like he'd seen so much, and his character really reflected that. How kind of I don't know, done with most of the world he was. I think that's why I liked. I I, I like that's why I liked him, and that's why I I was for a long time hoping that we would see uh, Doyle come back, but we never. Yeah. Saw him. Yeah. Um. We got Birkins. A lot of Birkins, though. Birkins is good. Yeah, I mean, uh, overall good, but there are some. There are definitely, def- definitely room for improvement. <laughs> sure. Um, I would say, how does this anime stack up to others anime from the genre? But it really, it really goes good. all over the place. I would say. I, I think I said this after we finished watching it. It was very refreshing to watch a fantasy anime that did not get rapey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was That's also true. nice. To, it was also nice to watch a, a fantasy anime about people from the world. Sure. Um, you mean I don't know. They were transported to yeah. above the world. Uh, you know what? It's still the world they were born into, and they stayed there the whole time. <laughs> um, but aliens, though. You know what? I I I actually will say this. I miss aliens now. I kind of wish that would come back. Like, I don't care if it like comes the franchise. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, you know what? That'd be an amazing anime. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, I actually, kind of do miss the franchise too. Thanks, Logan. Now my head no is entirely <laughs> stuck with aliens. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I mean like aliens in anime. You know, like I mean oh, we did have okay. like some of it like with Darling in the Franks, but that's not what. Like I mean like like just like serious like, aliens or not just not like even just alien serious ones, like where, where it was like kind of a thing where there was like a lot of them like like you had serious alien type shows but then you'd also have like cat planet cuties which i really yeah. really love so just like you know like the banner of the stars though uh, i mean there's a lot of uh, like do we have any this season about like there's aliens i from think outer there space? is there is one space anime i don't know if it has aliens it's like a roby hachi or something like that watch planet with. I'll eventually get to it. <laughs> see, I, I really would like to see like a, an aliens queue. show. Uh-huh. Um, 
that's yeah. kind of like a signs type okay. show where you know the aliens come down and you're following like a person or a group of people who are trying to survive when this alien attack is going on i think that'd be Just really so cool long like, as, the, the as the aliens aren't allergic hmm. to water why would you land on <laughs> a planet that's 73 percent water if you're if you're skin burns yeah, with water well, i mean why do people eat avocado when they're allergic to it because they love it that <laughs> 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 uh that sounds like uh, uh, no i'm not talking about myself no i had a feeling it was uh, oddly specific <laughs> <laughs> okay man i love avocado too i get it um oh another show that's kind of i think uh a show that can fit into a similar kind of vein to this one is uh Morabito. Oh. Sarah no Morabito. Yeah. I, I I made that connection at one point when I was watching Morabito. I was like, this seems familiar. Um I think the whole I think the scope of the show is much different, but I right. think the whole thing. So there's like a prophecy, of- there's still like a person of interest of being targeted by an assassins mm-hmm. with a protector uh with them. There's like a mythology there's 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 definitely if you like scrap princess i think morabito is probably a good one to go to morabito is such a good show and in the like three fight scenes in that show are amazing <laughs> balsa <laughs> is a badass oh my god Just like one of the best female characters ever <laughs> she's a real badass I just realized. we never got into for the listeners um uh, I don't think I ever said this. Uh, Sis and Socom die in the last fight. Oh yeah, I, I totally die. Never mentioned yeah. that. I just realized I never once got to it. <laughs> also, deaths that just kind of happen. Yeah, like all the peacemakers just kind of well, die. I mean, there, there is like a little bit of a, no one's gonna mourn them. A, what do you call it? There's a little more feeling behind Sis's death because you know Shannon kind of realizes it's still over quick i mean oh yeah. yeah like she says sorry in sin's voice which i felt mm. was kind of a cop-out um but yeah but anyway yeah. there was that kind of feeling that says still had a bit of sin in her i i, I don't know but, but hey sennis and company killed as many peacemakers as uh as shannon did so <laughs> kudos to them yeah Kudos to the Giyad Empire. That ancient tech, <laughs> Oh, kudos to that specific faction of the Giyad Empire. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to roll this question into... Uh, so, so what would we rate this show? And just rolling this question into it, would you recommend this show and to who? <laughs> oh, man. So I think I'm gonna give Scrap Princess a three out of five. Mm. Um, it had a lot that I enjoyed, uh, but a significant portion of the show annoyed me a lot. And I don't know. I feel like there were parts that yeah didn't live up to, I guess, my hopes for the show in some ways. Which is weird, because I couldn't tell you what I really wanted out of the show. But, you know, just thinking back on it now, I feel like I'm kind of left wanting a little bit. Um, I would recommend it to people who like fantasy. I think, you know, if you're into kind of, you know, non-traditional worlds that 
still are Earth-like. I think it's an interesting world to explore. Definitely an interesting, I don't know, like system to it with the magic and the two religions and the tech, yeah, and how everything melts together. Okay. Kibé? Uh, I think I'm going to just split the difference on what I was thinking and go with the three and a half out of five. I think there's a lot of good, a lot to like in Scrap Princess. Definitely takes a lot of chances. And, uh, you know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of subversion of expectations, subverting tropes. Uh, so it definitely kept me guessing on that front. Um, it's just there was, yeah, some, I agree with Logan, there was just, just some elements that... Uh, don't appeal to me and didn't really land very well for me. But I do recognize that it's a... I think it's a pretty good fantasy series, honestly. Uh, there just isn't... There just aren't many shows directly like it. Like, I brought up more Vito. That's probably the best recommendation I can get. Uh, spoiler I'm not a big fan of Morabito either <laughs> i've got issues with that one as well but um i definitely think if uh who would i recommend this to um mecha fans <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and just don't tell them there's mechas in it <laughs> say wait for I it i mean your mom liked this one right my mom really loves scrap princess um Maybe I can actually talk to her about it now. Yeah. Oh, she so she'd seen it before. Yeah, she loves this anime. Nice. Um. Oh, it's it's weird that we did like. Okay, so just heads up, like to the listeners, we don't we didn't set this up this way because it's gonna go three three point five four. Uh, so I'm gonna <laughs> give it a four out of five. Um, I do agree that there are some issues with the show. I I enjoy, I, but I can't deny how much I I love the world building. I love when they can build the whole world and like populate it with characters that I'm interested in. And like, yeah, there were parts that were kind of frustrating. Like that's why I I can't give it a five. This is honestly one of the better fantasies I've ever seen, if not one of the best, but it, it just can't make five because I, again, I feel like uh, in order to tell the story more completely, it would have had to have more episodes, which I would have been fine with. Um, yeah, like all the arcs like wrapped up pretty quickly, which was kind of nice, but I wouldn't have mind slightly long, longer arcs for a more fleshed out story, but it, even with as many episodes as they had, the world felt perfectly built, like felt felt really well built. And the fact that I was able to draw conclusions that draw the conclusion that we were like, we were in a world that was post, uh, post like technologically advanced like in some kind of dark age just by the hints they were dropping means that they did a really good job building this world like a really fucking good job i can't yeah you got a feeling early on about how like something's off about this world it's not exactly what it appears to be i cannot i cannot tell you how much i appreciate the show don't tell aspect of storytelling like if i if i can get there because you showed me really really well or you know for 
writers because you you know described it so well that i could just see it in my fucking you know my mind uh you did a really good job and this show has that in spades and it has again characters i really love characters who are believable characters whose motivations more often than not make sense to me but sometimes yeah that's that's why i get the four sometimes just don't hit that mark so a very very good show could have been perfect but i'm still happy with what i got so uh who i could recommend the show to i'd I'd go with logan anybody who likes fantasy um any anybody who again likes to draw their own conclusions who likes to to see a world rather than be exposited for or be exposited at for the first five minutes of a show um and then you forget all that exposition because well that was boring um yeah i i can't i i could probably recommend this show pretty highly just I, i'd probably have some caveats in my recommendation <laughs> uh but yeah jeff uh I'm I'm teetering on a four to a four point five. I think that there is a nostalgia factor for me, um, but I also Embrace just love it. the fact. <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm going to probably. I think I'm probably going to go with just the four. Um, but I really do have to give this show a lot of bonus points for the fact that it is 16 years old. Um, it does have a completely kind of I think a, a complete story. You're not you're not looking for any you know more out of this story the ending is the ending and it's solid and you you go from the start to the finish and i it pretty it grips me throughout i I know that there were some episodes maybe that were kind of info dumpy i know there were some bits and pieces that got a little bit confusing but i this was a show that genuinely kept me entertained and excited for each episode as we uh went through it even even on the rewatch because i really genuinely did forget a lot of the main points that happened and I remembered a lot of the hints that they gave you, or I'm sorry, I forgot a lot of the hints that they gave you throughout the show. I, I genuinely thought that a lot of the big reveals happen much later. And I wonder yeah, sometimes like, if it's me being a more kind of mature, you know, viewer of media, maybe I pick up on things better than I used to. But what were you going to say? A lot of names get dropped really early on. Like Browning is mentioned in like episode two. You know, we just don't know what it means yet. Mm. Right. Because just kind of building up, it's a pretty natural building of the uh, of the world. It's very well done. Yeah, I, you know, I mentioned Gurren Lagann a, a little bit earlier, and it, it's not quite as extreme <laughs> as that. But I, I kind of like the ramp up that the show has. It goes from a very down to earth fantasy sword and board kind of show to you know by the end we're in space fighting in mech space. battles. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Go ahead. I do want to maybe just bring up some of the recommendations on my anime list that people have for like Trap Princess because some of them are pretty good and make sense. Uh, they have uh, Chika Coffin Princess, which didn't we hear that was like the same writer, uh, same, same director, director. Mm-hmm. same. I really just don't draw the parallel with those shows. Something but... they're both uh, fantasies, I guess. Akatsuki no Yona. Oh, okay. I actually like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wish. No, okay before listener uh-huh. you, you before you drop everything and be like oh my god i need to watch this akatsuki no yona just know we only got like two seasons of it and it leaves on like not really a cliffhanger but like there's so much more that they just never go back to so pick up the manga if you're gonna watch yeah, there's uh, a dawn 
Morbito El Cazador, which uh, uh, I think I back then. I like that yeah. someone recommended Higurashi. <laughs> uh, Utuara Rimono, which I can kind of see that. FMA, which is interesting. And one that I, thinking about it, uh, Sound of the Sky is actually a pretty interesting recommendation. Uh, just from a, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of world kind of thing. Are you saying that they go fight mechs in space? Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite. What? But, um, I don't know. It, there are some interesting parallels to be drawn, but I don't want to say any more uh-huh. at a risk yeah, of don't. spoilering. Spoilering. <laughs> yeah. Though this is a spoiler I, cast. Is that doesn't mean just we can spoil yeah. everything, right? Yeah, we talked about other <laughs> for shows. everything. Oh, <laughs> I think um, I think Pacific is a character that draws a lot of kind of you know lover hater kind of thing. Um, I don't know if too many people who love Pacifica. Some people I found yeah, her I, unbearably I annoying. Really, I, I liked um, her, but I, I liked her because she acted like the age that she was in this show. Right. <laughs> I like- yeah, you pointed something out while we were watching the whole scene where they're just dumping a bunch of information on her and she's literally falling asleep. I, 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 I love that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's fucking 15 and you're talking gibberish to her. Yeah, 15? Yeah, the fact that yeah. she never understands. At, at 15, I would I would just be like, I'm what? No, I don't I don't know what you're saying. It, it would be like it would be like if if people pulled you in and were like cuz you knew you were like the chosen one or whatever. And then they started speaking uh, Latin at you. And you were like, "Yeah, what? No. What's wrong yeah. with you? Speak English. That's no, true. I mean, a 15-year-old, I vaguely remember myself at 15, and I was only interested in the shit I was interested yeah. in. I didn't care about any of that. I mean, I, I wanted to play Starcraft or something, and that's all I cared about. And, you know, she likes eggs and baths, and that's all <laughs> she really thinks about. <laughs> Egg baths, um, which sounds awful. Uh, i think you know i think there was a lot of fun characters in the show i think leo again a a character i could see people being annoyed with but i think he was fun he was he was funny made me laugh quite a bit he was you know he's charming in his own way um you know shannon just kind of your typical badass but i liked his banter with pacifica he was the whole kind of back and forth he was so annoying yeah i think he yeah. he was he was a dick a lot of the time, but I did like kind of it was more Pacifica on the Pacifica's end, you know the way that they kind of talked to each other and the way she just kind of talked back to him. <laughs> well, just like the how whiny he got for like the last you know two yeah. thirds of the show. I, I'd say for 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 five episodes he was like that, and then once everything kind of reset and Pacifica gets her memory back, I think everything just kind of resets. <laughs> He almost played the kind of whiny mech pilot. Like, I don't want to be... I yeah, don't want to uh-huh. get in the well, mech. It's, actually, it was more of like, he wanted to be in the mech, but the mech wasn't, like, good enough. Or, like, it wasn't strong <laughs> enough to do what he wants to do. That's it's, probably more... No, that's not true, because it was strong enough, but he didn't trust it. Yeah, but that's not him being whiny about piloting it. It's him being a bitch. Yeah. He was into the lolly. He didn't want the... You know, the purple hair girl. <laughs> he wanted the other lolly. <laughs> That's an awful thing to say. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, 
Raquel was was fun. I, I think there's a lot of really fun characters in the show. Like you said, Carlos, you you, you mentioned a lot about the world building. I, there's a lot of really great things about this show. As far as who I would uh, recommend the show to, again, I think I'd just recommend it to people who enjoy fantasy and are looking for something that's a, a you know, story, a complete story that's not episodic. You know, you get something new each episode, uh, builds on itself, and. Um, does a lot of things you're not going to expect. Uh, Tammy watched this one. She liked it a lot better than Gossip. <laughs> Respectable. Um, I got her to finally finish uh, an anime for the first time, by the way, um, which is, I guess, cheating, but we watched Your Name. It's a movie, so it's not a full anime series or anything. Maybe but she, pick something she shorter. To enjoy that. Damn good. Yeah. Instead of two core shows, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pick something, like, don't don't make her watch the group watch stuff with her. Especially if it's a show like none of us know if we're gonna like. Like, yeah. If if you want to get well, into anime, yeah, she, your name's great. You know what else would be great? Machia. I think she'd really like that one. Okay. And I haven't I haven't finished Machia, so I, sh- I that's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> um but she actually, I, I keep the phone on, you know, I, I log into discord with the phone and I, you guys, she gets to listen to all you guys talk crap and she actually really enjoys hearing the stuff you guys have to say. To <laughs> so I think she, Uh-oh. I think she likes it. We're making great impressions. We've never met her before. That's a, a ringing endorsement for joining us for the group. Yeah. Watch. There you go. Well, uh, before we, we go into, she, oh, go ahead. As a non-anime fan, she was bothered by the fact that Pacific is a young girl and um, wore such a revealing outfit all the time. <laughs> well, there's a... She got naked uh, way more than everyone else in the show There's a combined. number of, of shows <laughs> that I could more. tell her she should probably not watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, anime being what it is. But, but yeah, before, we, before we, we get into telling you guys how you can join us for the next one, um, or the next next one at this point, um yeah let's let's go into our our community uh reviews of uh scrap princess uh starting with uh this one who wants to take the first one i'll take crash okay. uh crash had a lot of thoughts yeah he's kind of went with his uh, s- kind of just going with this summary paragraph here uh this show is definitely pretty great I enjoyed it very much and even wound up buying it. Very cool story with a lot going on. Uh, maybe rewatch better help my understanding of more details. But for now, I come away a little confused, but overall happy I watched it. I have a thing for early 2000s anime and this shows me why. Cool stories mixed with great characters and some cuteness. Three and a half out of five. Solid. Yep. Yeah, and if you want a more in-depth breakdown of Crash's thoughts More definitely specifics. go read his uh his essay <laughs> in our in our group watch chat because it's pretty good mm-hmm. yeah it's very thank insightful you, thank you crash uh i'll take, right, I'll take uh, oh it's a fight Logan. for native you want... <laughs> oh no for native. all right i'll let him hear that gonna... rock rock paper scissors you want to get the video okay on? <laughs> yeah rock paper scissors go What'd all right you, do? You, you can have it Logan. okay you want... you. I, I did paper i did scissors awesome um <laughs> <laughs> Native gives it a four out of five, saying, I was going to write a long-winded review, but Crash stole all my thoughts before I had a chance to think them. Anyway, uh, just so I can add something, I'll say to the show... Wait, 
Oh, okay. I see. I'll say the show is a 4.5 out of 5 when it focuses on the world reacting to the existence of the Scrap Princess. It's maybe a 3 out of 5 when focusing on how Pacifica reacts to the existence <laughs> of the world, reacting to the <laughs> existence of her, or when she bathes or something. Uh, double anyway. After a long and careful analysis, I've deduced that Scrap Princess is both a 4 out of 5 and not a ripoff of Evangelion. <laughs> Hashtag everything is Eva. Hashtag the theory of Eva thing. Hashtag this bit will never get old. I would say out of all the shows we watched, this one's the closest to being <laughs> Eva. Yeah, I mean, because of Rebecca's in it, sure. Yeah. Well, and Chan and Shinji, so. No, not even close. <laughs> uh okay so <laughs> next is ayu uh yep uh he says uh, i really enjoyed scrap princess i thought it was an interesting world and some uh, overall pretty strong characters uh i felt the story progression was a bit lacking at times especially towards the end i think my favorite portion of the show was a bit with fury uh but at the same time i almost think the show could have done without the whole uh piece that may have been without the whole piece oh without that whole piece and may have been better off anyway preach it a lot of feelings uh all of which are a little conflicting i think i'd ultimately give the show a three out of five which is a solid watch or it's a solid watch uh that i feel uh stimulates some great discussion in a group setting i would still recommend people check it out even with its shortcomings sounds like i and i have uh similar opinions yeah all right seth uh i personally give it a 2.5 out of 5 it was a decent adventure show and there was some comedy that was worth the watch but it really has some flaws for one our main heroine is pretty annoying she's pretty much worthless and consistently cries about everything although sometimes it's funny when she's dealing with her big uh with her big brother characters although sometimes it's funny when wait a minute i just reread that line (laughs) most of the time i find it too much to take Story also leaves much to desire with the ending. That is a very open ending. All in all, it's fine, but not something I would recommend. And not to beat a dead horse, but the dumb I'm sorry, the dub was impressive. <laughs> God, the dumb. It's too late. Uh, the dumb was impressive. The dub was impressive. Some of the scenes that would have needed more emotion sounded very mute from the English voice actors, uh, specifically when it came to the event with Fury. I partially agree uh, with his opinion on the dub i think i i watched i actually never watched the show with the japanese voice acting and um i thought in general most of the main characters did a pretty good job in the dub but there were definitely some some side characters that left a lot to be desired i rather like the cast <laughs> did, did you guys watch the dub or i watched so, the dub i watched the, i watched the dub. i'm the only, I'm the only one here who watched the dub <laughs> For me, like the dub is full of who's who of early two thousands anime voice actors, and so there's a lot of nostalgia factor with me just for hearing certain voices. It's you know it is what it is. I can't separate uh, that from my thoughts really. So I think we we also go back to early two thousands was a time when good dubs were pretty hard to find. <laughs> um, <laughs> anime dubbing was pretty abysmal back then, so. Um, cool. Uh, I think Seth maybe found a lot more uh, a problem with Pacifica. It looks like the annoying. I can see if you don't Pacifica. like Pacifica, they'll bring down a lot of your enjoyment of the show. Yeah. 
I'm surprised the open-ended st- uh, story ending. I I disagree with that, but I, I I'm like not sure. Go ahead. Yeah, there's not really much else for them to do. Uh, I mean, I would have liked personally would have loved to have seen them kind of maybe explore what the world is like now, um, being yeah. reconnected and going out into it again. That would have been an interesting, fun thing to do. But the the story itself isn't really interested in that. Sure. Yeah, sure. it's it's the whole like, are you showing your the most interesting time in your characters' lives? If not, why aren't you showing us that time? Like, like seeing the rest, like the world. Yeah, but like our main characters are now are now f- farmers. Yeah, I'd like to see the Winnie Chris spinoff where you know Winnie stays right? at home and. I'm sorry. Huh? Did something drop? Some I'm sorry, I heard something. Oh, that wasn't. I think that was Uh Jeff, not me. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it was me. I just dropped something. Sorry. But I did just Um, find a uh, a screen cap that I've completely forgot about, and we have. I I know. I I heard you say something, and I heard something drop, and I'm like, oh shit, it's looking okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just I posted the screenshot in the in our anime arcade chat. Oh, the yes. sealed world has gone into autistic mode. But why? <laughs> <laughs> we no, all have okay, to do did our they best. Say this dub in the dub or no? Yes. They okay, did. so they did say that in the dub. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why autistic mode? I why? Don't know. Why that? Why not? I feel like I've else? heard that phrase used in anime before, and I'm trying to remember where, what context. <laughs> It might have been Ghost in the Shell. It's like uh, when they were going, like, diving into the net or whatever. And I think autistic mode is like when you cut off, like, all communications or something in the net. Something like that. Like, I've heard that phrase used before in anime. So it didn't really surprise me at all, I guess. Interesting, too. I I think at this day and age, that would probably not fly. No, but for sure. Back then, autism was not anywhere near as you know much of a thing as it is now. So at least the the term wasn't used like it is. Okay, sorry for that little tangent no, there. Um, <laughs> I like it. So uh, combining all the scores, doing the math, the final score, the overall score is a three and a half out of five for Scrapped Princess. Not bad. That means I'm right, right? Does that matches <laughs> um, my score? Crashing me so. with the correct ones. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, decent show, worth the watch. Um, go check it out if that sounded interesting to you. Although I'm not sure why you'd listen to a spoiler cast. Um, but please keep mm-hmm. listening. I mean, please. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have tanked our. I shouldn't have tanked our podcast like. That. i'm not sure why you're listening to us but please keep listening um yeah yeah and uh we we will be doing another one of these as a matter of fact uh we will know pretty soon what the next show is going to be but you'll probably know before us um for reasons Mm -hmm. um what are the shows in late we're probably gonna gonna wrap that up by the end of this week but we won't start a new one until uh after AX. yeah like the week after ax i want to say Which, so what's in the I running i don't know if this is even huh 
Yeah. What's in the running? What's in the running? Yeah. Uh, give me one second to pull up the Google Doc for it, and I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, here. There must be an order, just like top three or something. Okay. Oh, you want? Okay. Well, that's going to be different. Uh, <laughs> so what's in the running right now? Top three are, uh, and yet the town moves. Um, is that Good Job Club, if I remember correctly? GJ Club, yeah, I think so. Um, and then what's number three? Uh, Mononoke It's finally getting up there. But that's before all the votes have been counted. Oh, uh, the yeah, none of the votes have been counted yet. Um, I'm gonna put out like a message right now. Uh, so people will know uh, that they've got like I, I'm probably gonna wrap it up tomorrow. Yeah. You guys still have time to jump in and vote for Girls in Panzer, if you want that to be up there. Oh, no, at this point, they have no time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they've missed the boat. They can vote for the next one. (laughs) We usually take two weeks off between shows anyway, so Mm, this works out. Not always, no. Well, one to two weeks. I don't think we've ever started up immediately. Uh, Early on, we used to. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways... I think that's going to do it for this one. Um, Eric, you asked me earlier how long you thought we were going to go. Yeah, you pretty much called it. Pretty uh, close to my estimate maybe a little, of time. A little under, but... A little under. I said two and a half hours. We're at 2.17. Mm-hmm. So not too bad for us, honestly. Um, you guys impress me. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I, always, you... I always way underestimate. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Two-core yeah. show. Yeah. I'm surprised we, it, it didn't take it didn't take longer than this with two cores. Yeah, I feel like we did gloss over kind of a lot of the small stuff. Yeah, but, but that's fine. It's that's worth for it. you to go discover, listener. Yeah, yeah, we could have talked a lot more about the bath scene. I think. <laughs> which which one? Which one? <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you would like to get into the Discord where you can talk about bath scenes with us. Um, you can find us on our various social medias. We are on Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Check that out for sick anime expo photos. Um, we're on this thing called email. You can email us at mail.animearcade at gmail.com. And we have a website, animearcade.net. Hit us up. We'll get you in the Discord. You can check out our new fancy roll system uh, so you can hear about the stuff that you want to hear about. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this one, unless you guys got anything else. Keep us in the top 1,000 hobby podcasts in North America. <laughs> yeah. Macedonia, <laughs> we see you. We love you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Okay. S- Setting setting decent goals here <laughs> yeah baby steps baby right? steps indeed baby steps okay until next time thanks for listening catch you next time bye
Okay, we ready to do this intro? Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> Should we shut up for like 10 minutes? Or 10, 10 minutes? <laughs> no, no, no. We, <laughs> Man, yeah, let's just yeah, shut up for 10 see minutes. See you in 10 minutes, Carlos. <sighs> let's do the intro, guys. <laughs> do, do one of you guys, do you, one of you guys want to do the intro and introduce me for a change? Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, sure. I'll, it's up to okay. you. I mean, Go I'm just it. saying because, again, I, I don't usually do these group watches, so it might be a fun right, surprise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what? Shit. Okay. Uh, so this is going to be episode 101. Is it? Let me see. Let me scroll. I think that was what you had. Yeah. Cause AX is going to yeah. be 100. Yeah. It's going to come out after that. Uh, oh shit. Should we do like a, okay. So real quick before we do anything. So should we do like, like, so 100 is AX. This is going to be 101. Yeah. Are we going to do an AX uh-huh. recap? That'll be 102. Okay, yes. just all right. Good. Yeah, or we can make this 102 and do a AX recap that's 101. Uh, that might be better to get the uh recap out. Just sooner. like get all the information out of our heads at once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. so this this will be 102 then. Okay. Oh, man, 102. It's a hefty number. Mm. Welcome to this episode of the Anime Arc. Oh, fuck shit. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you. See, this is why, this is why we just keep it. Episode of what now? What is the name of this episode? Damn it. <laughs> Cue that one uh, Carol Tuesday song. <laughs> yeah. I need to go watch that again real quick. Has Jeff okay. seen that? Uh, I've seen that clip, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. God damn it, motherfucker. <laughs> uh... Okay, good. This is some good outtake <laughs> stuff. Deep breath, Logan. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> okay. This will be the poison that destroys the world. Ah, <laughs> oh, another beautiful sound clip. Yes. All right, I'm going to give it to me. All right, are we stopping? Yes, we're okay. stopping. Okay.